The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Christ Universal Temple live streams every Sunday morning from 10.30 a.m. to 10, excuse me, 12 noon Central Standard Time. Check us out. Click on the link, enjoy a good lesson by our senior minister, the Reverend Derek B. Wells, and our fabulous choir, and just join in the consciousness with us. And if you're ever in Chicago, we would love to have you join us and be a part of our collective consciousness of love, peace, harmony, joy, and prosperity. Today, I am beginning a, a new short series called A New you in the new year. Now, I know on the last show, uh, last week, actually, I talked about doing the book of Revelation or a show on the universal laws. Uh, both required a little bit more research. So I want to make sure that, um, most likely I'll start with the book of Revelation, but that'll be in February because obviously that's a major task because my level of detail will require me to do it line by line, which would mean that would take probably almost a half a year to do. So, but anyway, but we're going to make sure that we start this session off with the understanding that you can be new in the new year. And the basis of a new you in the new year for this show, because this is a part one of a two-parter, is based upon three initial steps for this show that we'll be covering. The steps we'll be covering in this show are... Forgiveness, surrender, and love. Forgiveness, excuse me, forgiveness, surrender, and prayer. I said love, and maybe that should be a part of my lesson. Forgiveness, surrender, and prayer. So let's get right to it. When we start talking about a new year, you know, when we start a new year, January, people have resolutions, uh, as of date, I'm sure many people, if they're honest, will say I've already broken several, if not all of my New Year's resolutions, and we haven't even finished the month. And it's good to remember to say, you know, I need to start new, start afresh, start, start, start. 
But we have to remember that God doesn't function in our calendar. And the only difference between a new year and the old year is how we perceive it. There is no time in God. It's always now. You know, as scripture says, now is the acceptable time. Or as Jesus would state, with God, all things are possible and is their father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So it's so what we have or don't have, what we experience or don't, or what we don't experience has nothing to do with time, has nothing to do with year. It has everything to do with consciousness. Now, are there things that within the what we call time and space we have to accomplish, like, you know, going to school or to get a degree or going to get certain trainings or et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, absolutely. There's some things that require uh uh, fair exchange. In other words, you put the time, the energy, the skill, the effort, whatever, into something and you get the payoff. But that still has nothing to do with time because the moment you start that is the pro- that creates the beginning of that process for you. So it's not necessarily so much about uh, time or New Year or January or New Year's Day. It has everything to do with do I have new thoughts, new beliefs, new feelings, new concepts, new context. And when we have those things, we can have a new life because those things create a new you. Now, the Apostle Paul talks about in the uh, epistle to the Romans in the 12th chapter, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. So you can prove what is good and acceptable, what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. So only through the renewed mind can you be transformed and only through the renewed mind can you then prove God's will for absolute good in your experience. Now, if we're honest yet again, we'll say, well, I'm not always expressing that will in my life. Matter of fact, sometimes I'm not, I'm not even understanding how that will functions in my life. So what we're going to do today is try to take some steps to help clear the space so we can, one, ascertain, understand the will of God and our experience, but at the same time, then uh, create clear goals to help us create the life that we desire. Because I believe that if you're a listener to this show or Unity Online Radio or you're studying a a teaching like this, it's because deep down in the recesses of your soul, you believe that your life can be transformed, that it can be completely new, that you can legitimately let go of the old. But we have to keep pressing forward. We have to keep going forward. We have to stay in action. We have to stay moving. We have to continue to expand our consciousness because consciousness is what I am, as Joe Goldsmith states. So the first step in creating a new you in the new year is forgiveness. Now, what is forgiveness? According to Charles Fillmore, he stated that it is the mental process of releasing the error well, this is my, let me rephrase this. This isn't Fillmore. This is what I took of Fillmore's quote and then made it my own. It is the mental process of releasing the error thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and judgments from consciousness that impede the free flow of God's goodness in our experience. Yeah, that de- definition was too good for me to attribute it to someone else. It's mine. It is the mental process of releasing the error thoughts, error thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and judgments from consciousness that impede the free flow of God's goodness in our experience. Now, catch that. I'm not saying forgiveness is letting someone else off the hook. I said it's the mental process of releasing, which we'll get to more into momentarily. It is the mental process. This is going on in your mind. It is the mental process of releasing. Now, What is forgiveness? I love this quote by Gerald Jampolsky. I quote it all the time. Forgiveness is letting go of all hopes for a better past. See, one of the things that hold us back is when we start to romanticize what could have been. Well, only if they would have acted right. Only if the job 
I was able to stay at that job only if the person didn't leave, only if the person didn't do this or that or et cetera, et cetera, or I did this or didn't do that, went left instead of right. But you can't fix the past. You can only go forward. Forgiveness is letting go of all hopes for a better past, which means that you can't get caught up in what happened or didn't happen. What you can address, you address. What you can, what you can clean up that that's impeding your present and your potential future, deal with. But go forward. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, which I just taught a couple of weeks back, um, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now realize, the Bible uses human language to teach spiritual principles. He's teaching the father as the law of mind. What you don't release won't release you. The energy you keep in memory, pain, anger, and fear will keep you. So it's not saying, well, God's not going to forgive you as if God is a person somewhere up there that forgives people and, and doesn't forgive people based upon what we do down here. It's stating how the law of mind works. What uh, Jesus said it best, what you bind in heaven will be bound. What you loose in heaven will be loose. What you bind on earth will be bound. What you loose on earth will be loose. That's a paraphrase, but basically it's saying what you bind or loose in mind will be bound or loosed in manifestation. So forgiveness is a very powerful step because it allows us to work with how we need to go forward. Now, how do we do that? How do we do that? Well, I came up with this formula a uh, couple of, maybe uh, almost two years ago, and hopefully it can, it can be beneficial to you, a forgiveness formula. Uh, the first step is release. Decide you want to be whole. Make a very selfish decision that no one is worth you being sick, broke, afraid, angry, and unhappy. Decide today to use this forgiveness treatment, and this is the treatment or prayer. The Spirit of God in me releases whatever it is into the highest good, and I am at peace. The Spirit of God in me releases X, Y, Z, whatever. That could be a person. It can be a place. It can be a thing, a political party, an ideology, whatever. The Spirit of God in me releases blank into their highest good, and I am at peace. And you affirm it until you get a feeling of release. And then once you release it, then you're done with it. So in other words, you pray it. Then if the thought comes back up, you pray it. Then if the thought comes back up or the feeling comes up, you pray it. Then you pray it. Then you pray it. And sooner or later, it'll crack. And then when once it cracks, you, you're done with it. Now, let me give you some pointers with this release step. It doesn't matter what they did, how horrible it was, or even the long-term consequences of their actions. If you're talking about working with a person, the only question is, do you want to be whole? Because if you want to be whole, you'll let it go. That's key. If you want to be whole, You'll let it go. Forgiveness is never about letting somebody off the hook. It's only about do you want to be whole? Always remember that. Also, how do you forgive? We're working through forgiveness, the forgiveness process. The second step is perceive. Choose to look beyond your past and people. Decide not to look back like Lot's wife because when she looked back, she got stuck. And so do we when we look back and play the woulda, shoulda game. As Jesus stated so eloquently, let the dead bury the dead. So we have to learn to see differently and realize when we're looking at something that it doesn't actually have power over us. What How we see it will determine how we relate to it and how we react to it or to the person, or to the situation, or to ourselves. So we have to look beyond it. 
Jesus said in Luke 9, 62, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now, because they would, that's how they would throw and scatter seed to farmers. You throw the seed and you move forward. What Jesus is using metaphorically is telling us that you can't be in the kingdom of God awareness and the kingdom of God consciousness looking back because the kingdom of God consciousness is in the now, not in the past. Also, we have to stop perceiving things as threats. We're so fearful. We have to change our perception. Become non-resistant to negative, fearful thoughts, your own and others. What you resist persists. Stop giving the power of your thought to the situation or situations or people or, like I said before, politics, ideologies, etc. You can address any situation that you're dealing with now from a different level of consciousness and still be effective. You can address anything you're dealing with now from a different level of consciousness. The last step in the forgiveness formula is called accept times two. Accept times two. Accept people the way they are. You don't have to change or fix anyone. If they aren't healthy for your life, release them. But don't try to make another child over in your image and likeness, another child of God over in your image and likeness. Jesus excuse me, the uh, the writer of the first epistle of John wrote in chapter 4, verse 20. Those who say I love God and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. So we have to learn how to accept Acceptance unconditionally is the highest form of love. God loves everybody, even the people you don't like, even the people you don't agree with, even the people you think are crazy. God loves them all. So what we're saying is that doesn't mean that you don't address behavior. But when you accept people for being who they're choosing to show up to be, then you can address their behavior properly. Without getting caught up, you know, accept. Acceptance matters. Also, part of forgiveness means accept the blessings. That's the times two. That's the second part of accept. When you forgive, you open your soul to the spiritual life force of the Holy Spirit. You open yourself up to the creative power of God working in and through your life. So as you work the forgiveness process, things start to open up to to you because your soul is open and the things that were blocking are no longer interfering with it. It's sort of like spiritual liquid plumber. Those things that were in the soul that were blocking like a pipe in your kitchen, once you pour the liquid plumber in, it clears it out. Or forgiveness is like liquid plumber of the soul. Once you start applying forgiveness, you clear out the blockage in the soul that interferes with the free flow of God's blessings in your life. Now, I would love to hear from you. I would love to, you know, interact with you. So if you're out there and you would like to talk, please give me a call. The number is 888-558-6489. Please remember that this show is supported by your donations, your love offerings. So please make sure that you click the donate button so we can continue spreading the good news around the world. Because believe me, this new thought is good news. It is truly the gospel of Jesus. So we want to make sure that we have the opportunity to spread it around and spread it and allow people to be able to access it from anywhere in the world. It is highly important what we're doing today and the consciousness that we're maintaining. So give me a call. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. 
You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous love offerings of listeners like you. If you feel spiritually fed by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. to be? It's a question we all ponder from time to time. Reverend Kelly Isola, host of Spiraling Consciousness, and her co-authors have crafted a guidebook that will take you on a profound journey. If you long for love, peace, and joy, or yearn for commitment, passion, calm, or clarity, this book teaches you that you already have all of these within you. Whatever you long to experience outside of you is an aspect of you wanting to be birthed. Who have you come here to be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation is part daily reader, part spiritual practicum. Drenched in gorgeous imagery, each powerful page invites readers to dance, to leap, to sit still, to stand tall as they ponder the question, Who have I come here to be? Join the journey of self-discovery. Come explore the world within an infinite field of possibilities to discover who have you come here to be. To order your copy of Who Have I Come Here to Be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation, go to www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. That's www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and we're doing a, uh, a lesson today called A New You in the New Year. And we just went through the first of the three steps for this part of a new you in the new year. Like I said before, this will be two shows that will allow us to help grow and create new space for manifesting desired results in this year and years to come. All right. Now the next step after forgiveness is surrender and surrender um, is a difficult word for people because for many times surrender means giving up but sometimes you surrender not to give up but to go up you know Jesus had to surrender the cross to the cross experience so he can have the resurrection experience and he had to surrender in the garden of Gethsemane when he said uh, not my will your will be done. See, part of the process is of surrendering. And, and when I say surrendering, I mean surrendering to the presence and power of God within you, through you, as you. And what does that mean? That means that my human thinking and feeling can take me only so far. 
I need to release and surrender to a intelligence that knows how to create universes. We need to learn how to surrender to divine wisdom, surrender to divine love, surrender to divine understanding, surrender to divine peace. Why? Because when we surrender to it, then the process where it says, order my steps in your word, that's surrendering. In other words, I'm not going to allow my human personality and ego to lead the way. I don't know about you, but I know that sometimes when I get too much in a thing, I can screw it up. We don't want that process at all because I have my own likes and dislikes. I have my own beliefs about things. I have things that I believe are right and wrong. I have my own uh, prejudices about a thing. And prejudices doesn't mean uh, racism. Prejudices mean just the way you see things uh, that not necessarily are true. But we all, I have my own culture that I was cultivated in, you know, and spirit is not limited by any of that stuff. The things that I believe are right and wrong, good and bad, true or false, etc. But I have to surrender to the process. Sometimes when I want to do something and I'm being very forceful and willful, I have to remind myself that I have to learn to surrender. And when I surrender to God's process for this, things work out without what we call the combat. As scripture is stated, not by power nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't take any action, but your action is not based upon combat. Your action is based upon when I show up, God will show out. But it's clear that we have to show up. We have to show up uh, in the Bible over and over again and many other um, religions uh, and religious scriptures will tell people over and over again, you still have to show up. And my own culture, being a New Thought Christian minister, referring to the Bible over and over again, Moses and the children of Israel, the water won't split until you put your feet in the water. You know, uh, you know, the people who wanted healings had to actually, you know, they would run and fight through the crowd to get to Jesus. And Jesus would tell them, according to your faith, be it done unto you. But they had to take action. But but they surrendered to the process of knowing I might not know how to do it, but there's a presence and power that knows what to do, when to do it and how to do it. Now, think about that. You're surrendering to a power, a presence, an intelligence that we call God that knows what to do when to do it, and how to do it. I don't have to always know the whole spiritual process behind the thing. If I want to turn on the lights, you don't have to explain to me the theory of how electricity works. Show me where the switch is. Surrender is a switch that you can use to help your life transform. So, learn the process of surrendering okay even if you have to say to yourself over and over again not my will your will be done not my will your will be done you know god lead and guide my steps you know you know god how can i heal this situation how can i be a space of love in this experience because whatever you are asking you will receive. So when you're praying from that space, then the answer all of a sudden you're doing something, you know, once you get out of, uh, of contemplating, meditating, et cetera, et cetera. And then while you're washing the dishes or while you're driving or while you're mopping or mowing the grass or whatever, something will start coming and thoughts will come. You could be laying in bed and all of a sudden thoughts will be coming, 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 and it'll be exactly what needs to happen. Or you'll re-engage in the situation and that which was there before keeping it, uh, the energy of antagonism and frustration and anxiety or fear or, or what, or anger or whatever won't even be there. 
and you'll be at peace and your peace will allow the spirit to, to go in and transform the experience. That's what surrender does. That's what surrender does. We have to legitimately ask ourselves, am I willing to surrender? Am I willing to, as Jesus said, said, pick up your cross and follow me? Jesus has his cross. Do you have yours? Now, cross in the standpoint of in this context means that which I have to deny of myself to be a follower and a disciple of the Jesus Christ teachings. See, the cross to cross out, to release the things that we have to deny that have been a part of our soul consciousness to go forward. And part of that is the ego's need to be in power, the ego's need to be right, the ego's need to look good at the expense of others, the ego's need to promote and prompt itself up. The ego's need to believe that it is self-sufficient in and of itself and doesn't need help. You know how we can do, get out there and, you know, and the, the, the boat is sinking and we still don't call for help. That's ego. So to tap into the presence and power of spirit, of, of divine mind, of the activity of the Holy Spirit, we have to surrender. We have to surrender. So that's why I said sometimes surrendering is giving up, is not giving up. Surrendering is the process of release so you can go up. Because when we let go of that which has been holding us down, we can fly. We can fly. Now, the next step is prayer. Forgiveness, surrender, prayer. We're talking about a new you in the new year. And what is prayer? Prayer is communion with God. Accelerated mind action. One of, matter of fact, one of the definitions that Charles Fillmore uh, uh, wrote years ago that I love is prayer is the most highly accelerated mind action known to man. I love that. Prayer is also expectation. What do you believe is going to happen out of this? Prayer is also desire, that welling up of the soul to for something to express through you. Prayer is also intentional thought. As you focus your mind on a thing, that's in a sense a prayer. Not, you know, just randomness. That you know, we and, and idle wishing. Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 29, the kingdom of God is as, excuse me, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout up and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself. First the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle because the harvest has come. And what does that have to do with prayer? This is telling us that when we do the inner work, the the prayer goes out to manifest, manifest itself, working with universal law to manifest itself. In other words, when you're asleep, after you've done your conscious work, you've scattered the seed, but then when you're asleep, that's in the subconscious mind. The seed is working. It's growing. It's evolving. It's producing of itself. Stages, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain, in the head. So how do we work this? Well, I have a three-step process for prayer based upon this scripture. The first step is plant plant. A seed is organized potential. This step is telling us we must have a clear image 
in mind along with the corresponding feeling. This is called a mental equivalent. These thoughts or mental patterns are seeds that are deeply impressed on the subconscious mind. Thought is the seed of destiny. This is your part, not God's part. So we're responsible for planting the seed. The seed is the clear image in mind along with the corresponding feeling. Hopefully that's clear. The second part is growth. Once the subconscious mind accepts the impressed seed or mental pattern, it transmutes the seed or the thought or the image or the mental equivalent through universal law and from unformed divine substance into a definite thing or experience. In other words, universal law working with divine substance creates experience. Now, they're not two separate things. This is God interacting with God to produce God, basically. But for, so we won't crack our brains thinking about that. Let's just say that once the subconscious mind accepts the impressed seed or mental pattern, it transmutes the seed through universal law from unformed divine substance into a definite thing or experience. This is God's part. You can't grow a seed. You can't grow a seed. That's important. The You plant, that's your part of the prayer. The growth is God's part of the prayer. Third step, harvest. This is where your faith and belief come in. Faith is your ability to say yes to God and to your good. Faith sees your good in the invisible before there's any visible evidence. Faith determines when you will receive your good and how much you will receive. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it done unto you. Now, the harvest is your part. You planted the seed, God does the growing, but your faith will determine when you get it and how much. Bottom line, if your beliefs and expectations are inconsistent with your spiritual power of faith, then you weaken your ability to demonstrate your new good. You won't have the sickle for the harvest. See, your faith, your belief, your expectation, those are the sickles that you need to bring in your harvest because now it's prepared for you. But to bring it into demonstration, to bring it into manifestation, you have to have the faith, the beliefs, the expectations that are in alignment with your good. Expectation is very important. You have to believe that God wants you to have it. Sometimes you just have to pray. God wants me to be prosperous. God wants me to be healthy. God wants me to be at peace. God wants me to be guided in wisdom. God wants me to have loving experiences. Why? Because God's will for me is absolute good. It is important talking about harvest, that we believe that we're worthy of the best. It is important that we believe that we can live our dreams. It is important that we believe that we can be healed. It is important that we can believe that we believe that we can overcome any situation, that nothing can stop us or keep us from our good. Why? Because we believe that one with God is a majority. That a thousand can fall at my hand and 10,000 at my, excuse me, a thousand can fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand. But it should not come near me. We have to believe that. That's a part of the process. Understanding that we bring in our own harvest. Now, reminder. Christ Universal Temple live streams every service 
every Sunday from 10.30 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time. Check us out online at www.cutemple.org. That's C-U-T-E-M-P-L-E dot org. Uh, on the live stream, you'll see the Reverend Derek B. Wells, our senior minister, presenting new thought lessons, empowerment lessons, lessons on metaphysics, lessons on prosperity, healing, and wholeness. Make sure you check him out. He's a powerful, as the old schoolers would say, anointed man of God. So if you're in the area, also check us out. Make sure you stop by. We would love to see you, definitely, because we believe that Christ Universal Temple is a light unto humanity, and we are fulfilling the vision God gave to our founder, which is to teach people how to live better lives. We're going to take a quick, short break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Chris Michaels, host of Healing Your Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on Earth, a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. All right. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and we're talking about a new you and the new year. And basically, we've just gone through three steps, three steps that you can use to create the space that you need to go forward with your goals. Now, the next show will be all about structuring and putting together uh, the goals and dreams, et cetera, et cetera. But this show was to create the space, the space through one learning to forgive and what that actually means. Um, learning to surrender and what that actually means. Learning to work with prayer and what that actually means. W- one last point I want to make on prayer. And that is learning the process of meditation. Meditation in and of itself can be very interesting because many times people try to stop thinking. And when you're thinking about stopping thinking, you're thinking. So learning to meditate is, is 
reflective and contemplative meditation that takes an idea and you reflect on it. You take a scripture, you take an affirmation and you just reflect and or as the Bible says, you know, think on these things. And as you're contemplating it and thoughts and higher aspects of spirit and wholeness, peace and love, it starts to cultivate and grow inside of you. Remember, your job is to plant. God's job is to grow. Your job is to harvest. So if you haven't tried to develop a meditation practice, let me suggest that you do um, get some CDs of different people who you might think might have meditation practices that you would like. Obviously, this is the pregnant moment where somebody says, well, what do you use? What do you like? Um, it depends on what it is that I'm working on. Sometimes, you know, obviously just the ability just to play some meditative music, instrumental music I like, and just take a affirmation or scripture or something and just contemplate it, contemplate it, contemplate it while I'm sitting there quiet. Um, I like um, Wayne Dyer's. He has a book with a CD called Getting in the Gap, which teaches a meditation practice based upon the Lord's Prayer. I like it. It doesn't mean you'll like it. I'm not saying you should buy it, but I'm giving some suggestions to work with this particular step. Um, I also like Shakti Gawain's Creative Visualization Meditations. And basically she does um, um, one that's called Grounding Your Energy and the other one called the Pink Bubble Technique. I particularly like those two on the CD. They're the first two meditations on the CD. And there are other ones on there that are good as well. I particularly like those two. One phase is right into the other. And it just helps you get into your body in your meditation. Because sometimes we can become so heavenly with no earthly good. That energy that you're trying to contemplate on, bring it into your body. Um and work with it from there. Um, I'm sure uh, unity and, and, and you know, re religious science, science of mind, et cetera, folks have tons of meditations. I don't have a meditation CD, uh, but there's something that I'm considering doing because I think it's necessary. I did one years ago and um, don't know what I did with it. I kind of just made it, made it up, structured it and misplaced it. But that's something that I'm going to, pick back up to do some treatments. Now I've done them during sermons here, but I couldn't remember right now what lesson I did these treatments for, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, go from there. Now find something that you like. Um, I, I think some of the things that Kelly Howe does with the, uh, with the brainwave therapy and the meditation are good as well, because whatever you need to use to, to help you become centered, do that. It's not a right or wrong thing. It's a find a way that helps you get centered. And once you get centered, to be able to contemplate and pull your thoughts and feelings inward so you can then contemplate the deeper things of God. Because spiritual things must be spiritually discerned. If you want to create a new you in the new year, you can't do the same old things. So... Maybe a little bit of that internet time or a little bit of that TV time or a little bit of that telephone time or a little bit of that texting time or a little bit of that social media time, which is internet time, obviously, uh, or even some of that bringing a lot of work home time can be utilized. Maybe just a little bit of it, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe get up to a half an hour with learning how to steal your mind for meditation. I would also suggest as the process of creating new space, a new you in the new year that um, you create to go along with creating a new prayer life, which is the meditation is creating a study regimen. Um, if you take an online class, Find a book that you can read. Um, there are classes that are offered on the website www.ufbl.org, and it's a link to classes that are offered by some of my colleagues in the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Um, take some classes and learn. Um, they have some that are on-demand videos that you can watch 
at your leisure. The other ones, I'm sure, might have some time frames to them. Check them out. I think you could benefit from them. Um, you know, I know that um, the president of the organization, the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin, has some classes like the history of new thought. And some people teach basic truth principles and discover the power within you, etc. I believe unity.org has some classes that you could take. And many other people now are offering things um, that are beneficial to people. But what is it doing? It's helping you develop uh um, um, uh, the landmark education has the online now version of the landmark forum, which I think is really good. I did it and I, I can honestly say I enjoyed it. I think it's beneficial, but whatever it is that you do, make sure that you, uh, commit to it and do it because you're creating a new you in the new year. And, and part of that is a commitment with time, with resources, whatever. And if you have limited resources, there are people, I'm sure most of these places and classes, especially with the UFBL and the Unity, uh, have minimal costs. If you have a church or a spiritual center that you attend, see if they have classes if, in Chicago. If you're in the Chicagoland area, um, the Johnny Coleman Institute offers classes uh, Monday through Thursday and on Saturdays um, where a person can take classes and learn the truth about themselves. And I mean, classes on healing and prayer, men's classes, women classes, prosperity classes, Bible classes, whatever. Depending on what you want to learn and what, and what you're trying to demonstrate in your experience, find resources for that and go forward and take advantage of them. Because as you do your inner spiritual work, you're opening space to create a new you. But you have to do the work. You have to do the work. So find out, become, I'm strong, I'm a big, big believer in taking classes, taking workshops, taking seminars, because I know the benefit of them, because you can get a lot by learning to focus, learn when it's time to take a vacation day. Don't always just take a day because you're not feeling well or because you want to, um, you know, run in the mall, take a day off to go do some type of training. You have the time, take it off of some things that will help you grow and develop and be the person you want to be in life. You know, you know, learn the process of development and the process of development is the same scripture that I started this lesson off with. Romans chapter 12, verse two, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so you may prove the perfect uh, and acceptable will of God. The good, perfect, and acceptable will of God, actually. So when you understand that, you can go forward. Now, again, next week we'll be talking about how to put some of this stuff into play. But what are you committed to creating in your space right now? What are you committed to creating in your space right now? That matters. So through forgiveness, through surrender, through prayer, you're creating the space for the new blessings. Now you add the study component. You add the meditation component. And that will allow you to expand and grow your consciousness immediately. So as listening to this show is like listening to a class or seminar, and I get that. And I'm happy that you're committed and hopefully you're listening week after week. Continue to do so because it'll allow you to grow and expand and develop. But continue to help develop the process of you because the world is waiting for you to play big. The world is waiting for it. The people who you love will benefit when you play big, when you're transformed. So just know without a shadow of a doubt. God is. And with God, all things are possible. This is the first step in creating a new you in a new year. The second step will focus on how we put that together. Now, uh, I don't have a lot of time left, maybe around another minute. So I want to thank you again for listening to the show. I appreciate your support. I appreciate those who download it, etc. I'm going to ask you to go to my page on the Unity Online Radio website and 
copy the link of the page and post it on your Facebook and Twitter accounts and whatever other social medias that you have, you know, just post it, get the word out, let people know about it because we want to make sure we expose people to this message and then they can scroll through and look for the subjects that they desire. All I'm asking you to do is copy the link for my unity online radio page that has all my shows on it where they can download it and post them on your Facebook and Twitter accounts and whatever other social media you use. You know, I appreciate it. Um, go to my truth transformer, Reverend Wells, uh, page on Facebook, like it, share it with people as well. Uh, thank you. God bless you. And we'll be back with you again with true transforms. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on these words from Reverend Joan Gattuso. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies, either minuscule or outrageous, for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. A noble being will always tell the truth. Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Just what does that dream mean? Ever wake up from a crazy dream and wonder what it meant? Have you had a recurring dream all your life and you just can't get it to stop? Get all your questions about dreams and dream interpretation answered by the leading expert in the field. Unity Online Radio is home to America's leading dream expert, Dr. Michael Lennox. And on Mondays at 2 p.m. Central, the doctor is definitely in. Tune in to Dream Interpretation with Dr. Michael Lennox. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Stop feeding your problems by calling them problems. Whether you have issues with weight, finances, relationships, or any other area of your life, your perception that you have a problem is the most significant roadblock to transforming your life. Join renowned author and transformational coach Freeman Michaels live every Monday at 4 p.m. Central for his remarkable new show, It's Not a Problem, It's a Pattern, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.